0: where did the road go off-road off, off, off road road edition. edition welcome to this off-road edition of where Did the road go and i'm here with saxon aka super inframan hello hello because this subject i felt fell right into your purview you know a lot about avionics and stuff
1: yeah yeah i you know i'm a i'm an old aviation head and got to kind of work in that area for a while at a point in my life and so it I have uh, I have lots of thoughts. I have no conclusions, but I have lots of <laughs> thoughts.
0: <laughs> well, it's better, really, to just ask more questions, right? Ask the right questions, and not worry about the conclusions. In a way, a- absolutely,
1: yeah. And uh, you know, in our Slack, uh, Chris said something that really makes a lot of sense, and something that I I keep going back to is like, there's all kinds of stuff in our sky. Uh, we just don't hear about it. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. Some yeah. of it's like just random balloons and things that float up there. But the thing about uh, radar with airplanes and all that is like it picks up clouds. It picks up flocks of birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a weather phenomenon called Virgo, which is sort of like rain that sort of condensates, but it doesn't reach the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And radar picks all these things up. And, and you can be flying along in a little airplane, at, you know, two miles high. And suddenly there's like raindroplets hitting your canopy, but there's no clouds. <laughs> Uh, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, radar, the reason it can identify aircraft more directly is, you know, it's airspeed is part of it. But the other thing is, uh, aircraft generally have a, a transponder code and right. it's kind of like a barcode, uh, you know, like when you're buying something at the store, uh, if you're doing VFR, you would put in one, two, zero, zero. If you're going to like talk to the tower and have them give you directions the entire time, they'll give you a specific number to use while you're flying right. that particular flight. But that's how they always know where you're at. Otherwise, you're just a dot on their radar. Um, so if you see like uh, uh, this is kind of interesting when people do illegal things like fly an airplane across the border with drugs, they won't use a transponder. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they try to fly lower and a little slower because they're like, yeah, you know, they're not paying attention to me. I'm trying to look like I'm a, you know, something small on their radar, essentially. Yeah. Um, but. All of that is to say, you know, there's a lot of stuff in our airspace and balloons as far as being like something used for surveillance are not a bad idea. Um, And that's something I I love following anyway with airships and what have you. But uh the reasons those have become popular in a way over the last, you know, 50 plus years is we know when satellites fly over. They're yeah. on a schedule. Oh, right. So, right. you know, if the uh, uh, foreign country, foreign agent satellite flies over, we know it's going to be over between one thirty and 2 o'clock, you know, every day. And, uh, you know, the skunk work guys, uh, this is in a couple of books, I always find it hilarious. When they knew the satellites were flying over, particularly the ones that took like infrared photographs, they would go and take a uh, a back-mounted heater or kind of like blowtorch or something and trace out designs of fake aircraft on the the tarmac. Oh wow! Yeah, and so the satellite, you know, would see airplanes uh, that didn't exist. But of course, you know, that country that was using that satellite had to panic and figure out what was going on. <laughs> uh, you know, so it was a a really useful way to get misinformation to your adversaries and mislead them even more. Um, and I think that's why initially when the first balloon was saw was seen, they kind of just let it go. Yeah. Cause they, they, these things probably been flying over us for a decade. Right. And we've been dealing with them passively as opposed to going and shooting them down. But, um, you know, I, 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 go back and forth on why we made the effort to, uh, you know, shoot the first one down and how that's kind of turned into a whole thing now. Um, yeah, people, if, go, go ahead. right. People have been
0: asking me constantly what I thought of right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, I'm like, I don't know, it's, an, it's a balloon. I mean, this, w- why is, you know, this such a big deal to everyone? Um, yeah. you know, um, it, and it very well could have been a weather balloon or it could have been a spy balloon. I'm, we all have them. Well, every country probably has these things floating around in the atmosphere.
1: Right. Right. And, you know, in our military bases and things like that are used to dealing with these things. Um, so I imagine they weren't too concerned about it, getting any information they didn't want it to have. Right. Um, I've told this story on the show before, but um, I had a little experimental aircraft, uh, a long easy, and I was flying it one day. uh, I say one day. It was at nighttime. And uh, I was near uh, a MOA, which is a military operation area. And those are only active certain times of the day. But when they're inactive, you can fly through them. I wasn't flying through it. I was next to it. But it was inactive. But what happened, oddly enough, is all of my navigation and communications equipment stopped working. Oh. Uh, You know, it didn't, like, go off, but, like, I couldn't hear anything. The signal, I suppose, coming in and out of the uh, GPS was messed up because it kept resetting. Um, It was scary, especially flying at night, because if you don't have your gauges and things, like, you don't know where you are. Yeah. um, Which can turn into a, a, a real problem real fast. Um, but I had just a good old ball compass, you know, like that floats in water in there too. And so I turned 180 degrees and went back towards the airport I had left from. And once I got a certain, uh, uh, distance from the MOA, everything started working again. Yeah. Uh, but I say that to say like, this was just a passive thing that they were probably using, checking their equipment at the, uh, air force base or, or military base and that, Mess with my equipment. So if we know something like this is going over, they can probably either send bogus information to it or, you know, we have things like uh, microwave rays and what have you that they could just point at it and fry its electronics, I'm sure. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, so, yeah, it, it, go ahead. Go ahead,
0: sir. General Glenn Verharic, uh who yes. is the commander of North American Aerospace Defense Command and U.S. Northern Command, said that NORAD started searching for much smaller. Slower-moving flying objects while also making adjustments to filtration based on altitude. Normally, NORAD's radar detection is searching for fighter jets or bombers which move at high speeds, which is basically what you were saying. Um, Mm -hmm. What we're seeing is very, very small objects that produce a very, very low radar cross-section. These are very, very slow objects in the space, if you will, going at the speed of the wind, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, he believes the increased ability to detect these objects can be attributed to radar adjustments and that operators are on heightened alert and looking more closely for these
1: smaller and slower objects, which is why we've seen a bunch of them all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they've probably always been there. And yeah. I, I would love to talk to some of the guys that uh, used to work at the uh, um, you know air traffic control around here and see what they have to say about it. Because, you know, when you're out flying, they'll ask you questions like, hey, is there a flock of birds off to your left about, you know, X height or altitude or away? And, you know, you can confirm that traffic and then they'll report that on to other aircraft. So, you know, they were probably seeing these things the entire time. They just weren't a priority to look at. Yeah. Um, but I do think shooting it down was something done for optics. Yes. Um, you know, I, I go back and forth if it was one, people don't understand that these things can be neutralized passively. Um, so shooting it down was the only way for everybody to know that it was taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I also wonder if it's just a, let's make a big deal about this. We'll take the opportunity to create the commotion around it. Also use that to kind of, you know, gouge China a little bit Yes, and, uh, you know, and go from there. And I, it may be a combination of all of the above. Um, I think the, uh, government is very good at being opportunistic when these things present themselves. Oh yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I feel like that's probably a big part of it. Uh, you know, Van Herk that you mentioned, they asked him what he thought it was, or if it was, you know, aliens or whatever, if he was ruling that out, and he was really interesting with his answer because he says, well, you know, I'm waiting for these agencies to weigh in and say what it is, but I'm not ruling out anything. <laughs> um, which is just vague enough yeah. to let you wonder... <laughs> But also him not commenting at all.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the New York Times today, February 13th is when we're recording this, wrote uh, the article headline is a timeline of the UFOs that were shot down this weekend, which, of course, immediately gives people the wrong idea. Yeah, yeah. And it feeds the disclosure crowd who are thinking, oh, maybe they really shot. So, first of all. You think all of a sudden we have the technology to shoot down UFOs when we haven't all this time, right? First right. of all, and second of all, uh, they're balloons.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're the UFO thing is interesting, uh, particularly with how much work has been used to shift the uh, the terminology to UAP mm-hmm. in official channels to try and get these things taken a little bit more seriously. But you know, as we've seen, UAP doesn't you know, spark the, the, the chatter way UFO does. Um, and so when you put UFO out to the general public, like, man, everybody jumps on it. Yep. And, uh, you know, UFO Twitter is having a field day. Um, (laughs) I, I saw some stuff that I couldn't decide if it was tongue in cheek sarcasm or if it was, Somebody's real thoughts, but they were arguing that, you know, um, maybe the delay on some of the, uh, the briefings from the Pentagon was because they were debating over whether or not to reveal greys and reptilians or just the greys. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, that's a big jump, you know, from something that's probably a little bit more prosaic, like a balloon that was, right. you know, spying on us. And it may have also been gathering rather weather data. Cause why not? You do both for cover. Sure. Um, well,
0: well, yeah, it, go, go ahead, Sarah. In this uh, New York Times article, they list the the thing. So February 4th, a Chinese spy balloon is shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, and they have the whole thing. The balloon entered Alaskan airspace on January 28th, Pentagon officials said, and later drifted from Idaho southeast to the Carolinas before it was shot down on February 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. How is this broken down? Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, February 10th, the UFO was shot down off of Alaska. Um, a U.S. fighter jet brought down an unidentified object over the waters of Alaska. The object broke into pieces after being shot down. and was most likely not a balloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the size of a small car. Mm-hmm. Um, and the object I, I, go, go it, ahead, oh, it was headed toward the North Pole before it was struck down.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I'm dubious of the not a balloon and what that means. Um, because, you know, we, we have rigid airships and things like that too. Yeah. Um, that's something the U S has been working on for a long time because it's just like we were talking about surveillance and satellites earlier. We use those, uh, to loiter over battlefields at high altitudes and do reconnaissance essentially. Mm. Um, but it's, is it a balloon because it's a rigid, rigid airship or is it not a balloon because it's a rigid airship? Right. You know, I, I think they're splitting
0: hairs to keep from saying anything. It, it continues, February 11th, a UFO shot down over Canada. They're all coming over Alaska, interestingly. Uh, mm-hmm. the American F- an American F-22 fighter downed another object on Saturday over the Yukon Territory, which borders Alaska. The object, which a Canadian official described as cylindrical and smaller than a spy balloon, was picked up on radar Friday as it passed Alaska. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then February 12th, uh, a UFO was shot down over <clears throat> Lake Huron. An object that first appeared over Montana on Saturday reappeared on Sunday before being shot down over Lake Huron off Michigan. The object, which was flying at 20,000 feet, had an octagonal structure with mm-hmm. strings hanging off of it, but no discernible payload.
1: Yeah. And, and see, that's that's interesting to me, too, because I, I think that when they also mentioned that they felt like it was interfering with the plane's uh, uh, communications equipment. Uh but when you hear strings hanging off but no payload I'm like was that something that was tied down somewhere Oh yeah and yeah. and it got loose and those were the moorings from it That that makes uh, sense You know so I mean it, you could go either way with that
0: Um it says here that uh national security officials on Sunday discounted the possibility that the object shut down over the weekend might have extraterrestrial origins However Glenn Vaherick as you said said I haven't ruled out anything at this point uh, February 13th, the objects were not sending signals, but did pro- pose a threat, the White House says. Okay. White, okay. White House officials say three unidentified flying objects shot down between 10th and 12th posed a very real threat to civilian air traffic, but mm-hmm. were not sending out any communication signals.
1: Okay. And, and that is a, a common, you know, that's where commercial aircraft fly between right. that. Right. You know, 20 to 40,000 feet range. Um, The one thing that did cross my mind is they were observing the first balloon was as they were looking at it closer did they realize that the balloon was better at gathering data than they thought Uh, and so that kind of put a little bit of a panic on like oh we thought we were handling these things just fine and it turns out we're not Uh, and maybe that's a little bit of the extra um, gusto in shooting these things down but I, I don't. I don't know. I can't think of anything to point to that specifically because I really still think it's an optics thing.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, Chinese authorities said they were preparing to shoot down an unidentified flying object spotted near the Yellow Sea. This was from February twelfth. Mm-hmm. Um, local authorities in China's eastern Shandong province said that on Sunday. They had spotted an unidentified flying object. Uh, words are hard. And we're preparing to <laughs> shoot it down. Uh, the yeah. objects were spotted near the coastal city of Rizhau, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, on the Yellow Sea, and authorities reminded fishermen
1: to be safe. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to me, that sounded like, oh, no, this is happening to me, too. Yes. It's definitely not yes. ours. That's just something that, you know, these things happen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it sounds like. Um, or, you know, we also have balloons up there. We shot down one of theirs, it, and they're like, okay, well, yeah. we're going to shoot down one of yours now, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I I assume that happens quite a bit. We don't hear about it. But like I say, you know, of course we're spying on everybody. Everybody's spying on us. Right, that's, exactly. That's how the world works. Yeah,
0: Pentagon memo says object shut down over Canada was a small metallic balloon. Mm, okay. So, again, I mean... How people are trying to push extraterrestrial on here is kind of puzzling. There is this, and this struck me as very odd. Mystery wall of green
1: lasers spotted in Hawaii. Yeah. So I just saw that right before uh, we got on the show together. I don't, I don't know anything about it except the headline.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, what happened is a mystery. Wall green laser spot in Hawaii that are likely to come from a Chinese satellite has emerged, but that is not what they said at first. Okay. Um. So they thought it came from NASA's ICES or IC Ice Sat Two satellite. The satellite tracks and measures Earth's surface to keep uh to keep track of. It says, it says to keep track off sea ice and forests. So it was a typo when it was screwing me up. Um, however, according to NASA, the the lasers came from them, it would have been via its advanced topographical laser altimeter, uh, which emits beams that are bright green on the visible spectrum. After some research, it was confirmed on February 6th that the satellite did not belong to NASA it was most likely Chinese. Yeah, so that's interesting. What strikes me about this, I mean, it would still probably just be checking the atmosphere and, and monitoring, you know, like it's it's nothing nefarious. Uh-huh. But I feel like it probably was us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, like they, someone stepped in and said, no, 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 it's China.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, Cause I, I, you know, my thought was like, well, if it's Chinese and these other things are happening, uh, you know, what if this is like, we're trying to find different ways to make a show, uh, because at some point we still want Taiwan, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah. it, it, it makes a lot of sense to flip that propaganda back on them. Um, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm very pro American in the, 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 (laughs) in general, but, uh, you know, you have to think about how we like to, uh, use use propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh no, that was definitely China, man. You know,
0: (laughs) what, what, what I can say with the utmost confidence is none of this involves alien
1: technology. Yes. Yes. Uh, I I a hundred percent agree it would be interesting to see if some somewhat high strangest type things start happening as we focus on this. But, um, you know, just with the the trickster aspect of, of the phenomenon. But I, I think this is, uh, all terrestrial stuff that we're dealing with.
0: And also what's going on that they're, they're putting this stuff out there like this that we're not supposed to be looking at. Right. Right. Because that's, that's the other question. If, if the news is just, and uh, I like I was telling you I uh, had a friend of mine take me down to my mechanics drop off my car mm-hmm. and he had a CD in it and he popped it out real quick to put something else in he wanted me to hear and like some news station came on all they were talking about were these balloons yeah and I'm yeah. like there's other stuff going on why is balloons why are these things just engulfed the American interest like in such a way, like it, it makes me really suspicious that there's other stuff that's just getting buried.
1: I, I think so. And, you know, uh, Chris and AP mentioned, uh, the, uh, uh I guess you would call it, uh, not a natural disaster, but the disaster going on in Ohio, uh, with the train derailment there. And I, yeah, yeah. you know, whether or not this was intentionally set up to, uh, distract from that. I certainly think that it was, uh, used as an opportunity to distract from it. Yeah. Um, you know, not too long ago, uh, a lot of the rail workers were trying to go on strike and protest for like different safety measures and things. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, how many engineers have to be on like each mile of train and all this kinds of stuff. And I mean, that, that's been very, very recent and they got no support pretty much whatsoever from anybody. Yeah. And so now for this to happen, where there's like an ungodly amount of uh, vinyl chloride being released. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not a, a one party thing did this or another party did that or anything. It's everybody going like ah, that. That's not us. We didn't do that. You yeah. Like, yeah. And that's terrible. Uh, nobody remember that we said you didn't have to do safety checks. <laughs> right. You know? Right. What uh, when did that
0: happen versus the first balloon? You know, let's see. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Is that that would be interesting if it lines up directly. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if I can find it here real fast. Um, Ohio train accident, 2023. It looks
1: like February 3rd.
0: And the balloon was. I I deli- I closed my. I've just closed everything. You think I don't different? know how to use this stuff? Um. I'm sure just searching balloons at this point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, so the first hit I get from Reuters is from February 3rd. So the same day. Yeah. Now, you know, they may be reporting a little after the person that originally saw it, but virtually the same day. Um, and so, it, it, go uh, ahead, Sra.
0: Well, this is posted five hours ago. China um, is accused of sending balloons over Taiwan now. Okay.
1: I would not be shocked at that at all.
0: No, not, no, not even slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least four batches of balloons over Taiwan in February and March 2022. But the latest mm-hmm. numbers suggest that China's surveillance program against Taiwan
1: is much more aggressive than previously known. Mm. I mean, it may turn out that this has been, uh, they, they may have been caught with their pants down a little bit with all of this, thinking that it was not as uh, uh, effective as it actually is, and that some of the aggressiveness are, if they're kind of realizing that this was going on over Taiwan so significantly, it's like, okay, we're going to shoot them down over our country to let them know that our practice going forward is we're going to shoot these down over Taiwan too.
0: My, my, my concern is, is it's the start of propaganda to push for a war with China.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it, it probably
0: is. It probably is. Um, Whether they get there or not is a totally different story, but we've seen in the past how they have just kind of yeah, all you have to do is look at uh, you know the last 20 years to see how many times they've lied about things to start wars or just started wars without any right. you know provocation. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting um you know the the geopolitical politics of the world is uh, strange stuff because you know China has been helping Russia a bit more uh, over in the situation in the Ukraine and uh, so you know everybody's looking for different leverage yeah. now too. Yeah. And I assume China is watching all of that with an eye on like uh, what they're planning to do with Taiwan, because I I assume at some point they're going to try to invade Taiwan like that. Yes. That's been one of those long standing like it's just a matter of the day that the right people are in the room or the wrong people, really. Um, but it's something that we're going to have to deal with at some point.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I again, I think what we can say with a uh, with a, a fair amount of confidence is that none of this stuff is paranormal, extraterrestrial, um, anomalous. It's it's all either balloons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Simply put, just you know, either spy balloons or weather balloons that, and, and and we're we're agitating stuff or. It's just a smokescreen to not look at other stuff that's going on right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Or, it's
0: two, th- or it's two things. It's propaganda to help, you know, make China look bad in, in American eyes while at the same time going, don't look over here like mm-hmm. at that that train derailment because that's, you know, that's right on the same day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I would encourage anybody to uh, go look up some of that stuff if they haven't had a chance to hear or read about the train derailment. It's it's uh, uh, pretty scary stuff. Uh, I heard one person refer to it as mini Chernobyl. Excuse me, mini Chernobyl. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's not the worst description of it. It's uh,
0: pretty horrific. It's, uh, it says there were more toxic chemicals on that train derailed in Ohio than originally reported. Mm-hmm. Um, among the substances were ethanol, glycol, monobutyl ether, and isobutylene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just massacred most of those um but yeah this stuff is very very bad and it's uh, what, what did chris say
1: it was killing pets and stuff like that already yeah killing pets and of course it's getting into the water table and yeah some of that stuff um it's kind of like a boiling point of like eight degrees fahrenheit when it's released oh and it's also highly flammable and of course you know they set it on fire but uh the uh the vinyl chloride if i if i understand this right uh, is very good about uh, when it's either turning into a gas or or whatever else will attach to. Uh, moisture in the air, and it basically goes through a process of becoming hydrochloric acid. Oh, well, that's yeah, what you yeah. want. Yes. Okay. Yeah, excellent. yeah. It's one of those things you're like, oh, that's that's not that's not good at all. And um, the the stuff i had read about it was citing the the worst derailment with just that uh, vinyl chloride was like twenty three to twenty five thousand pounds uh, of the the chemical mm-hmm. in one train car and. Was something like uh, an order of magnitude of like five times more <laughs> or something like that with this man uh, situation in Ohio. So it's there's a lot going on there that's not good.
0: And maybe it would have been you know uh, prevented had they just given the rail workers a little bit more money and some rest. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. And I hired some more rail workers too. Yeah, you know, because uh, I think gosh, the something like one engineer for however many miles of train now. And it's like ridiculous. Right. Uh, The amount that one person has to be in charge of, but you know, I, I, I'm not an expert on trains. Yeah. Me neither. (laughs) So, so, you know, I I don't, I don't know all the arguments, but I know that they were saying it's not safe. We need more people and more rest and more help. And then this happens.
0: And they weren't asking for a lot. That's the most ridiculous thing is that they weren't asking for very much. Yeah. And they yeah. were just kicked out like they they were, you know, like being ridiculous. It's like, no, these seem like very reasonable and easy to grant
1: requests. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But that's our world today. Yes. Unfortunately, it is. It drives me crazy.
0: <sighs> All right. Well, that's, uh, we can, unless you have anything else you want to add, I think that I think we like covered
1: it, everything really well. All
0: right. Well, yeah. thank you for joining me, Saxon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Roy.